Hello, hello, awesome people, and welcome to Authors Chat with Allison, where I will be interviewing inspiring authors and upcoming authors about their book, their brand, and their business. Today I have with me on the line Dr. Marisha. Please welcome her and allow her to introduce herself. Thank you so much. It is such an honor to be here with your audience today. Um, I, I I just can't believe in the year of 2020 where I am in my life. Um, and so right now I am I am the Lioness Queen. Um, I started a podcast actually earlier this year before um, the pandemic hit, and I realized that from my experience of being divorced and going through the trauma of it, being with someone I was with for 24 years, God uh, deposited in me that other women, there were other women in the world like me who needed support, who needed encouragement, who needed the push to move forward. And as a result, I birthed the ministry, Lioness Queen, and then I also have a women's empowerment session that airs monthly, um, also encouraging women and moving forward in whatever um, aspect of life that we talk about and trying to give women resources and support um, that they need. I, I truly um, have a passion for women, women ministries, and I truly believe that I was called to do it. And so that's that's basically what I'm doing right now along with I'm also a school a full-time school counselor and um, an adjunct professor. I teach two classes as well along with being a wife and a mom and a, and a, and a grandma. I'm also a grandma. I have three beautiful grandchildren as well. And so I have so many roles um, in my life right now. However, I am truly, truly um, on fire for helping women move into their destiny. That is awesome. Now, I have listened to your podcast, and, and if I'm not mistaken, I did listen to one or two of your um, women's sessions. You know, I believe that your podcast is making a difference to women that have gone through um, divorce and for them thriving through it. But what were some of the um, ways that, helped you actually get through it or to, to move past it to know um, that no matter what, you're of value? So it's really interesting. Um, I truly believe that's the beginning of where you of healing starts. And so the beginning is recognizing your stuff, right, and whatever that is. And so for myself, um, my ex-husband just told me one day, you know, he didn't want to be married anymore. Um, he didn't want counseling. He didn't want us to talk to our pastors about it. He 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 just literally wanted it to be over. Um, although I literally felt the disconnect, I felt him pulling away. Um, but you know, life happens at times, and everybody's not happy, gory, you know, all the time. But I literally felt in my spirit that he was pulling away. I just never knew that those words would come out of his mouth. And so when, whenever one is rejected um, 
or a relationship doesn't work in a certain way. Um, it's all about grounding oneself and figuring out how to take that step to move forward. And I think that is the place where a lot of women get stuck, and that is the place that I try to um, really encourage women about getting out of that place. And so for myself, um, that was the place that God really had me really work in and work with within myself. And so oftentimes when one has been either neglected or abused, I would have to say in my case, I was neglected um, from really being loved in a lot of different ways. And because of that, God had to uh, help me to understand love. And he had to start with him, right? And so let me remove everyone from the equation. And God wanted me to learn how to experience his love because that is what really helped me to move forward to learn how to love me and to understand who I was. And and that is that is also another place. That's place number two. That's the second place God had to work with me on is my identity. And so when you've always been a missus, right, and then you transition to miss, sometimes and oftentimes we struggle with who we are. I've been, I was so used to being misses even before we got married because, you know, that's what girls do. We, we'll write their last name behind our name, right? And so I've always had that in my mindset. And so for myself, I had to find out who I was. And so learning about God's love and then learning about who I was in him, you know, and so that was the process for me. Um, that really helped me to move forward into where God really wanted me to be. I want to come back to that point that you said about identity, but I I was looking at something else that um, you had put on your page that um, caught my attention. You said divorce was only a part of your life. And I, I truly believe that because I, I've watched you grow and, you know, we attend church together. But you have divorce was only a part of your life. It, it was only a part of your story because to actually see you grow and to see you, um, you know, witness to other women about their identity is in Christ, you know, it, it's awesome. And so I wanted to ask you, and I think you may have answered this, that there were some red flags that you may have seen, but sometimes we kind of get lost in that personal, in our marriage, or even before we get married, those red flags that we just don't pay attention to. And so did you notice that there may have been red flags or the red flags came after marriage? So the red flag, so one would say, let me just say this, one would say the red flag would have been, it took him nine years to marry you. That could have been the first red flag. Yes. Um, but in, in the beginning of our marriage, um, there, was, there was a discussion that came out, um, and actually it happened right after my son was born, uh, about him not really being sure that, that that he really wanted to be married. So that really wasn't the first time it came out. It came out early. My son was just born uh, when it first came out. And um, 
And, you know, it was devastating. However, we moved, we moved through it. You know what I mean? Um, and I think, you know, it was easier for him to um, not really be honest with whatever feelings he was facing um, just to do the right thing. But then in a nutshell, it came full circle and devastated me 20, 24 years later. Mm-hmm. Now, Dr. Marisha, um, Marisha, listen, you have, um, I believe that you have so many more gifts that God is going to um, reveal and release to you. But one of your gifts, um, when we were kind of going back and forth um, on some things, was a um, journal and a guided journal. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So I I truly believe sometimes, not not all the time, Let me say, the answer is within you. And if you go to a therapist, which I did, I I did um, go to therapy, um, and just to deal with some things within me, but I have to say that that was the piece that really stood out to me. The piece was, you're not coming here for answers. Really, the answer is already in you. And I truly believe oftentimes we don't want to face that answer within us. And so I wanted to create a guided journal um, to help women who have been rejected, because it also applies to women who, um, I would say, have been in a long-term relationship and may have not been married, but still that heaviness, that brokenness is still very similar to one who was married because we as women, we put, I mean, we put everything into our relationship. We put everything and we put, we put so much into it um, that that is the piece where we lose who we are, right? We, we don't celebrate ourselves. We don't pamper ourselves. We don't understand who we are separate from being in that role and so I wanted to um, create a guided journal to help women, one, deal with the rejection. And often, oftentimes the rejection could be tapped into a childhood trauma that was never dealt with. It could be tapped into something that was self-imposed, so based on, um, based on a decision or a bad decision or a mistake or something that we've done, um, we don't realize the roots that might be connected to um, and building on what I would say residue um, that you don't realize that is, that is impacting you from moving forward. So like my motto is always about being residue-free, and I truly believe there's a lot of residue that we all have um, connected to things that were imposed on us or self-imposed on us, and we don't realize that it's there. And so I wanted to create a guided journal in a way that taps into things that have been either imposed or self-imposed, and you figuring out the answer within you because it's there. And so that is that is what I'm working on actually right now. I'm almost finished with it, um, but but that's the goal. The goal is to 
um, you know, just really help women make that connection between the residue that has been built up, you know, over the years with that rejection that they that they dealt with, that's stopping them from moving into where God wants them to be. Wow, that is so awesome. Now, I like what you were saying when you said, yes, I did go to therapy. And I want, you know, not just women, but, you know, other women and men and so on to know that it's okay for you to go and see a therapist because sometimes what people fail to realize is sometimes we just need to talk to somebody else outside of our circle. And it's Mm -hmm. okay you know, for you to do that. Mm-hmm. And I share this because I met a um, a pastor years ago at a conference, and because she was a pastor and she was going through divorce, she didn't want to go because of what church people thought about her going and what they were going to say. So that never, that wasn't something that you dealt with because, you know, both of us are, are ministers, so you never let that um, overshadow you, you know, getting the healing and, and getting the answers that you needed. So, you know, being a, a, a school counselor and um, all of the trainings and education that I have, I understand mental health very well. And I separate it between mental health and spiritual health. And so when you when you have that separation, um, then you can kind of deal with what needs to be dealt with um, because there are mental issues um, that there are certain individuals and professionals have the skill set to work with. And so that is one of the pieces um, I think that is missing in a lot of churches is you, you may have that, that spiritual health support, but we don't have enough professionals within the church or those resources to help um, people who have mental health issues that really need the support that they need. That was such a good answer. I really, really hope that people will hear, um, you know, how you made the difference or broke that difference down. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I was also, you know, going through your page again, just looking up some things, but Talk to us about um, being residue-free. What are some of the things that you found are residue that people probably never paid any attention to because they've been living like this for so many years? So oftentimes, you know, it's interesting. (laughs) I'm going to tell you, it's really interesting because we don't want to look in the mirror. Everybody else can see your see your residue, but you can't. And that's because you've worn, oftentimes we wear this mask. We wear a mask hiding the residue when everybody can see it, everybody can feel it. And so that is the piece. That is all about introspection. That is all about you self-reflecting on your stuff. And that is a place that oftentimes people don't want to do. People do not want to admit their flaws. They don't want to admit their issues. They don't want to admit their baggage. They just don't. And so that is my push, 
You know, face it. Face it because you cannot be all that God is calling you to be when you don't deal with that residue that's been in your life for years. Yes. So do you believe that it is your faith that has, um, you know, kept you and that has been able to help you get through the challenging times of divorce? I'm going to tell you that is the only thing that has kept <laughs> That is the only thing that has kept me. Um, I have to say when I was in my lowest and um, I'm all about transparency. So my lowest, I must say, is when I had suicidal thoughts. And nobody knew. I actually only had one friend who I disclosed that to. Nobody knew that I literally some days had thoughts of driving myself off the road. And I literally had thoughts of uh, I, ha- I had a letter that I was going to write and it was only for my ex-husband, and I literally wanted him, I literally wanted my son to hate him the rest of his life. Um, and so I literally remember that lowest point, and it was only God telling me. He had to say, you know, like, hey, like, do you understand why the threat is so strong on your life? And I'm like, I don't know, but my bitterness was so thick that it was really impeding me from really understanding what was going on. And so God had to say to me, and was very clear, the reason why the enemy is trying to take you out is because I'm calling you to greater and a greater purpose. Well, you you will be able to help women who have dealt with rejection like you, and you will be help be able to help them move forward into where God is calling them to be. And so this is, that was the opening. That was the beginning of me understanding, one, the call on my life, and two, understanding that God wanted me to help women like myself uh, deal with that rejection and move forward and realize it's only a chapter in your life. Like, you have more story to go, right? But you're, you're just focusing on this chapter in your life when there's more chapters that I have in front of you that you need to walk into, but you won't ever see it because you're stuck in this chapter. Wow. Wow. It, even like what you just said, the call on your life, and and that day, that moment was the day that your purpose was revealed to you, like why God actually have you here. Wow. Now you you have something something else because I told you I've been on your page. You have something that caught my attention. You have every man is not worthy of your crown. What did you mean by that? Because, oh, that that just really, um, you know, stood out to me. Whew, so I'm a little emotional right now. Because <laughs> um, it was God, you know. It was God while I was here. While I'm here you know, and God had to help me get to this point. He had to help me get to this point. And he had to, 
the way he had to help me to close that chapter, if he had to show me what was coming, show me what my purpose was, and show me that my ex-husband was not worthy to move when I moved, when it was time Mm. for God to move me, that my ex-husband wasn't worthy enough for the season that he was taking me into. And that is that is what I had to understand. I had to understand. It's very similar to when God is elevating you, sometimes there's pruning. Sometimes he has to cut people out of your life and people that you relied on, people that you have loved, people that you were close to, people that you poured into. Sometimes God has to prune you because he's taking you to another level that they can't go to. And so that's one of the reasons why I say that sometimes there there are people around us, even, even our spouses, that cannot handle where God is taking us. And so that is what God has shown me related to to that quote. Wow. And listen, I really want to let the audience know, Dr. Marisha, that you and I did not have any questions already made up. We just said we're going to go with the flow and how God leads us. And so when I said I was going through your um going through your IG page, I actually grabbed a few more things this morning, and so to actually hear um, you talk and you bring it out, I know that um, this is going to be a healing moment for women, you know, all over the world that have gone through something that they'll learn that God's not going to let you finish until you finish out the purpose and the call that he has on your life. And I believe that his season was up, and that's why he couldn't go with you. And so I want you to um, answer this. How, how does a person, how does a woman know, you know, their season is up and that person can no longer go with them? Because sometimes we know it. But until someone kind of sketches it out and say, listen, you already see this, you already heard this, how do they know that, you know what, God, you're telling me they can't go with me. It's bigger um, than what I thought. So that's, that's the piece about looking yourself in the mirror. Yes. Because I, it's interesting, a, a lot of the interviews that I do, I have a question that that people ask me, or or comment they'll that they'll make, and they'll say, "But you already knew," and I'm like, uh, uh, "But you already knew." And so that is the piece about looking yourself in the mirror and really doing that introspection, um, because the answer, truth be told. The answer is all is already there. We just don't want to face it. We just don't want to accept it. And I feel like, and, and and this is the piece that really God helped me with as well, that I really didn't understand until I remarried. Um, 
I wasn't being watered. And so if I'm not being watered, how can I grow? Uh, and so I had to realize that I really wasn't being, I was not being watered. And I absolutely never knew what being watered felt like until I got remarried. And now I understand about a husband watering his wife. Now I understand real what real love is like. I, I understand it now. I didn't understand it before, and I can't necessarily say I could articulate that before, but I knew I, there was something I was not getting. And, and, and so... And so that is that is that was the connection for me. But again, you have to realize it for yourself. But the answer was already in me. Really, truth be told, I was praying for God to make changes. I was praying for God for Him to be the man that I needed Him to be. I was praying. I was fasting. I was doing all of that when really it was right in my face. The answer was in my face. It's just we have to be brave and bold enough to agree with what we see. That's that's oftentimes we don't agree with what we see. We we believe more in potential than what we see, and potential is not enough for for a queen. Potential is not enough for a queen. We need to kind of put a check mark right there. Potential is not enough for a queen because we have a promise, you know, for greater. Now, tell us a little bit about the um, Your I Am series. So that is a woman's empowerment session that we have monthly. And we um, – we have different themes. So we talked about the mirror. We talked about bitterness. We've talked about um, the one thing that I wanted to do with that series and the reason why it's called I Am is is all connected to identity because we as women lose ourselves, and that is what I want to uh, really encourage women and really finding out who they are. So identity can change as we get older. And it does change, you know. It, it it evolves into different things. And so, the I am series is all about helping women embrace who they are and step into their full potential. Because oftentimes, again, we have so many hats, we have so many roles, we put so much out into others, we do not put it back into ourselves, and we do not take care of ourselves the way we should. And so that is all about what the I Am series is all about. I have a co-host, Reverend Sherry, and I'm telling you, we have a, a good time. And so sometimes, you know, we have deep conversations. Sometimes we play games. Sometimes we have uh, other guests come on. Uh, we, we've done, um, last month we talked about the importance of essential oils and pampering ourselves. And so we try to uh, incorporate a lot of just different things all about taking care of us because we're the only ones that can take care of us. We take care of everybody else, but we forget us. Yes, and see, it's that um, that self care, and I think mm-hmm. you you talked a little bit about that um, throughout. It's that self care that we need to be able, you know, to 
go back and start thinking about how we want to be treated. And so one of my um, questions is, with self-care, what are some of the things that women can do after divorce for healing and um, dealing with self-care? So I think the biggest, <laughs> I'm going to tell you one, one thing that we struggle with, one big thing that we struggle with, and it's so interesting, again, what the enemy loves doing is he loves making you feel like you're the only one. And that is the piece. That, that is not true. Oftentimes we, as women who've experienced rejection, we have the same feelings. And the biggest thing that we struggle with are memories. We struggle with memories. So memories as it relates to our birthday, as it relates to holidays, as it relates to certain things you guys did to did together. And so I think the one of the biggest pieces for me is creating new memories. That that right there was huge for me. And so I literally remember when we first split, when the holidays came, things that I was used to doing, I felt crippled because I felt like, what do I do now? How how do I celebrate this holiday now? What I've been doing, I've been celebrating this holiday the same way for over 20 years. And so that's the one thing that God, I truly believe God, wants women to deal with is create new memories. Like, stop. And and that's the piece. We get so stuck in that chapter in our past, we don't create new things. And so that that is one way is create new memories. So on your birthday, holidays, things that you typically did with that other person, do something new, you know. The other piece is figuring out what what's your purpose. Like why, why one of the one of the things that God had to help me with was um, realizing what was the purpose in that marriage. There was a purpose because God allowed it, right? Like you know, He doesn't mm-hmm. go against our will; He allowed it. So, what was the purpose? Because God had to help me with that too. He had to help me and say, "Uh, you have some something out of it. You got some things out of it, baby girl. You you really did." And so, what did you get out of it? And then what can, how can you uh, become better? Because God wants, he always wants fruit from us. Like what, what fruit came out of it and what more fruit can grow? And so that's the piece. Like in that space and time, oftentimes, again, we're stuck in that chapter and we don't realize there's some more things in that new chapter that God is trying to do. And so the question is, what is it? So is it something related to your job? Is God trying to elevate you? Is God trying to make you an entrepreneur? Is is God trying to get you to connect with someone else, you know, um, and you guys have a business? Like what is it? What What's that next thing? And And don't be afraid of it because, again, we get so stuck in that chapter and we're afraid of the unknown, you know. Uh, you know, another thing is pamper yourself. If your ex-husband pampered you, all the time, and then they, but still abusive, right, or still neglectful, what did that really mean? That didn't mean anything. Learn how to do it for yourself. You know, learn different things that you love, right? If, if it's going to the spa, well, not during COVID, but if it's going to the spa, if it's getting your nails done, getting your hair, like what is it 
that you love, that makes you feel good about you, and do those things, right? So, like, for example, during this pandemic, ever since this pandemic, you know, we've been stuck at home, working from home. But ever since this pandemic, I still get up, I still get dressed, I still put makeup on every day because I have to do that for my own mental health. I have to do that for my emotional well-being. It's all about what, how it makes me feel. So that's the piece. you got to continue doing that for you. I'm not doing that for nobody else. I'm doing that for myself. And that is, that is what women still have to do. Yes, most definitely. Now, this is um, one other question that I have for you before we get ready to close out. This is on your page. I owe myself the biggest apology for putting up with what I didn't deserve. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so that's to out how to word it. <laughs> Go ahead. So, so I truly believe we, we settle. That's, that's, that's what that is. As queens, we settle. And we don't realize, we don't realize what we deserve because we've always settled. And so, you know, I think about, and a lot of people have seen the movie, Why Did I Get Married? Uh, and I remember that exercise that, um, the exercise that Janet Jackson told the ladies to do. And the lady who was married to Tyler Perry, you know, she had all of these concerns. She had all of these, you know, things. And when she did the list of the pluses and the minuses, and which one is longer? Which list? And, and this is just a practical, we're just talking practical. This is a practical exercise that someone can do. List the positives and list the negatives. And which list is longer? And even in the practicality of that, the list don't lie. And so it, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you do that exercise, then you will realize, you will realize that really you settled or you're settling, you know. And that's the other piece when we, when our identity changes, because this happens too. It happens in a relationship. Sometimes when we get older, we evolve. And when we evolve, sometimes the other individual doesn't evolve. Sometimes they stay in the same place that they were, that they was twenty years ago, and that happens. It, it 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 really it really happens, and that all could be connected to the family dynamics. That could be connected connected to childhood trauma. Again, residue, right? Because we all should be growing and evolving. But if you do that list, and that individual, and and that and, and that uh, negative list is longer than the positive list then your answer is there. And so the question is, how do you move forward, right? And then the question is, if, the, if your spouse or, or, or your partner, the person you had a long-term relationship with, if they do that same list on you and the negative is the same, y'all need to go to counsel and figure that thing out. But, again, then you, that practicality, you know some things. And, you, and then, you can, then you both can talk about those things. But in the movie, she had all of these things in her head that really she couldn't put down on paper because it wasn't true. 
And so that's that's the piece. We have to really, and that's all about looking in the mirror. That's all about doing that introspection. See, this is the piece I always say. We always want things, but we don't want to do the work. Nobody wants to do the work. We don't want to do the work in being better, right? And so you, if you have a couple who really wants to do the work to be better, then they'll do the work. You know, they'll, they'll do the work. If they don't want to do the work, then you have, to, you have some decisions to make. But in the same regard, we have to really be honest with ourselves, look in that mirror, and want to do the work. We, 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 have, to, we have to do that. We have to do that. <laughs> yes, yes. Now, what words of encouragement would you like to leave um, the listening audience? So I would say, I'm going to tell you what, Romans 8.28, all things work together. And oftentimes, I must say, especially for women, we get stuck in, in a chapter and God, God is five chapters ahead waiting for you to catch up. And so... The biggest piece that God had to deal with me on is he didn't want me to be like Lot's wife. And so that is what I want women to not be. I don't want us to be like Lot's wife. I don't want us to be stuck in a place. And God is already five chapters ahead waiting for us to catch up. There's so many things that God has for you and he wants for you and he wants to give you. But he can't give it to you if you have that mindset of being stuck in that chapter. And that's what this is all about. When, it's, when you are ready to move forward, when you are ready to walk that thing out, when you are ready to step into your destiny, there's no looking back. The, the, the path was only a springboard to get you to where you're supposed to be. It was never supposed to be a, a, a place of being stuck in one place. And so that, that, is what, that is what I want to leave with your audience today. It's just time, ladies, for us to move forward. It is time for us to walk into everything that God has for us. But it's time for us to catch up to where God is ready for us to be in Jesus' name. Yes, yes. Thank you so much for those words of wisdom. Tell the um, listening audience how they can get in touch with you. Yeah, so I am I am um, on Facebook, Reverend Dr. Marisha, Marisha Stewart, Lioness Queen. Also on Instagram, Reverend Dr. Marisha, Lioness Queen. Um, I'm also on YouTube. I have a YouTube page called Lioness Queen. I have a website, IamTheLionessQueen.com. So you can find me everywhere. <laughs> yes, that is such a blessing. On behalf of Gospel Time Machine, AGD Publishing, we here at Authors Chat with Allison would like to thank you for taking time out to spend your day with us, wishing you much success and blessings on your journey. Peace, Allison.